series looking at stepping out. We're going to look here uh, in 1 Samuel, the 14th chapter. This beautiful uh, story I love, this story uh, dealing with Jonathan and his armor bearer. And uh, I thank uh, Deacon for reading earlier uh, uh, this morning. Uh, I, I just want to read just one more verse for us in our hearing. That's verse 23. Uh, verse 23. Uh, so those who uh, don't mind, if you could stand a reading and honoring of God's word. I'll be coming from, again, 1 Samuel 14, chapter, verses 1. Uh, we'll start there, then pick up again verse 615, where the narrative con- begins. And then I'm going to come at verse 23 uh, of the summary of this great story. The word of God says, So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle continued to raise even beyond beth But I just want to say that one more time. The Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle continued to rage even beyond beth Praise God for his words. You may be seated. Join me, if you will, in a word of prayer. Lord, we ask right now, God, that you speak right now to us, Lord, it's your service. Lord, let it be all of you, Lord, and none of me right now, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Tell your neighbor, faith to step out. Faith to step out. Hallelujah. We want to deal with having the faith to step out. The faith to step out when things are not looking in your faith. We have, time, we have faith to step out when things are in our favor. But do you have the faith to step out when things are not in your favor? The faith to face opposition that is stacked up against you. Having the belief and the trust that you are able to accomplish what looks difficult and maybe impossible. I heard some saying say that, the, I, I don't know who's accorded to, but it says that it is it's po- it's possible because it's impossible. <laughs> and then some people say some things are impossible because somebody's never tried. And so many times we look at things that are impossible because no one has tried or things look like impossible because we don't think that it's possible. But yet when I want us to realize that if Jonathan can have faith, then I too can have faith to look at things that look opposing to us may seem impossible, but yet we know our God that can do the impossible. I'm talking to somebody here this morning. If you know that God can do the impossible, then you know that there's many stories in our, in our Bible that has accounts of God doing things that are so extraordinary that we just think it's just another story. But yet, I wanted us to start imagining what it means to have the faith to step out when things are not looking in our favor. First, to kind of give us a frame of magic, let's grasp in what is, how do we define faith? We define faith a lot of ways. A lot of us like to give the definition of faith looking at Hebrews, the 11th chapter and the first verse. Now, faith is a substance of things, hopeful evidence of things not seen. And we say that, but yet we still don't know what it means. So, so, so let's look if I can kind of break it down to another way. The, the University uh, Press Pocket Dictionary gives a definition of faith as a biblical word that refers both to intellectual belief and to relational trust or commitment. The biblical authors generally do not make a distinction between faith as belief and faith as trust, but tend to see true faith as consisting of both what is believed and trusted. 
believe, so when it says this, that God exists and that Jesus is Lord, that means they believe it and they trust that it is true. And the personal commitment to a person who is trustworthy, reliable, and able to save. So go in saying that not only is a belief, but it's trust. For example, a lot of us believe some things. But sometimes you don't trust it. <laughs> you believe it, but you just don't trust it. I believe, you've you seen uh, uh, Indiana Jones comes to mind, right? That little rope bridge. He believes that's a bridge. But you don't trust it's going to hold him. <laughs> and many of us see things that I believe that, but I don't trust. But yet when we combine faith, not only do we believe it, but yes, we also trust it. Because we've seen some things that have not been trustworthy. Am I right about it? You believe that's a soda machine, but do you trust it's going to take your dollar? Because <laughs> we know that many times before, right, you put money in, something didn't come out. So you believe it is what it is, but you don't trust that it's going to do what it says it's going to do. I'm here to encourage and let us know that, yes, you can believe that he is God, and you can believe that he can only do what God can do. So let's apply this definition to our text. We see Jonathan believes that God is able to deliver him and trusts God to do so. We also see the armor bearer trusts Jonathan. Isn't that awesome? He trusted Jonathan. He believed in Jonathan. He, G, J, Jonathan tells the armor bearer, I want us to go. The armor bearer says, do as the desires of your heart. I am with you. Jonathan's faithfulness is evident in three parallel statements. First, he says, it may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing can hinder the Lord from saving by many or by few. And on one hand, this is a statement of profound trust in Yahweh, indicating that the outcome of the battle does not depend on arms. On the other hand, by indicating that the uh, battle belongs to the Lord, he also points out this, that it may be, or perhaps, Jonathan is careful not to presume upon the freedom of Yahweh. Now, good news. Yeah, what I want to highlight is that he says perhaps. He did not say God will, but he gave God the opportunity to see is this your will, knowing that God is able to do so. Second, Jonathan established his criteria by knowing that the attack is the will of Yahweh. He's saying this, that Yahweh will give us the victory. Y'all see that? He realized that God is able to save by few or by many, he also realized that it will be Yahweh who gives us the victory. Thirdly, the sign is implemented that Jonathan concludes the attack and, and intended and realized that it was God who gave him the sign. So let's, let's look at our text today and may we learn how to look to, be, to God to be our strength as Jonathan did. May we find these things. I want to highlight how we need to have faith to move, faith to wait, and faith to step out. So we find Jonathan taking the initiative to go after the enemy. And he did not tell his father. He says, come, let us cross over to the Philistines' garrison. That is on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Notice how the narrator tells us of Jonathan not telling his father, but it does not impact Jonathan until sometime later in this 14th chapter. But what we do see now is Jonathan, along with his armor bearer, willing to cross to go face the Philistines, while Saul has the rest of the army in the camp waiting. I would like also to bring to your attention that chapter 13 closes that only Saul and Jonathan were the only one with a proper weaponry. Verse, chapter 13, verse 20 says, So it came about on the day of battle that neither sword 
nor spear was found in the hands of any of the people who were with Saul and Jonathan, but they were found with Saul and his son, Jonathan. That, that, that already shows you that they have the disadvantage. The Philistines, they have weaponry. The Philistines have swords and spears. Uh, and and the reason why the Israelites do not have it seems to be the Philistines made an outlaw of them having blacksmiths that can wield the, the metal and bring it together. So now they are without weaponry except Saul the king and his son, Jonathan. Isn't that a disadvantage? To go against an army and they all have weapons, but you are not armed, but yet two people are armed. You are against a great arm, a host that have 6,000 or so men and horses and chariots. They have spears, bows and arrows, and yet all you have possibly maybe a pickaxe, a rake, something they use a farm with, and that's what they're going to fight with. But this does not dissuade Jonathan. No, Jonathan was willing to make a difference. There will be times in your life that you too will be faced to choose how to make a difference or will you go with the flow? John did not move on his own initiative, however. He moved under the faith, under the unction, under the influence of God, who said that he will give Israel the victory somehow over the Philistines. While we're here, may I ask, what is stopping you from moving to, moving to where God is sending you? Is it fear? Have you allowed others to tell you that you cannot do it? Have you seen others fail and therefore you thought you would fail also? Or, or have you looked at others and realized that they told you were no good, so you assumed you were no good, so you did not even bother trying? But I want to encourage you that you can be just like Jonathan. You can wait on God's direction and realize that God can give you the power and the ability to make a difference. Because if you look over the history of life, if you look over the history of life, there's always been one person that decided, I will make a difference. We celebrate all the time, definitely in the month of February and Black History Month. Always one person's always famous to come up during that month is Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. And we think about how these individuals made a difference, how they did not go with the flow. Going with the flow would be, it's okay to be segregated. It's okay to be in the back of the bus. It's okay to allow people to mistreat. But when someone decided, I will make a difference and I will face against odds and opposition, we are all benefiting from them making the difference. Can I encourage somebody here on this morning that somebody's waiting for you to make a difference? Somebody's waiting for you to step up and step out and let them know that you're not going to sit down and let things just fly away. But you will speak out and you will make a difference and you will be a blessing to those who come after you because you decided to make a difference. Jonathan moved in trusting in God. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and what? Not by sight. As you can look in Jonathan's eyes, if you can have an imagination as I have, it, it did not look good in Jonathan's eyes. His daddy is sitting down with the car and they, they don't have weapons. But yet Jonathan thinks to himself, verse 6, Then Jonathan said to the young man who was, who was his armor bearer, Come, let's go over where the Philistines have their outposts. He realized that I want us to make a difference. We will go. And look what he did. He said, we're going to go to the enemy. We are going to go to where we know the enemy is. First, may I point out that Jonathan had faith to move himself into the position for victory. Sometimes people miss out because they just did not move. 
the faith to move, Jonathan moved himself in the position of victory. Think about in your life, too, how you did not move and somebody else did and you thought that could have been me. If I was just a day earlier, if I got out early, if I showed up, that would have been me. But now we're sitting there, we're a day late and a dollar short, envious of what somebody else has because we did not have the faith and the trust to move when it was time to move. But yet Jonathan did move. He realized that this was the time. And he encouraged his, his armor bearer to say, let us go. Look at here at verse 6. It says, let us cross the outposts of those pagans. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has many warriors or only few. Can I highlight to us again that when he had the faith to move, he had the faith to move knowing that God would take care of the provision. He says that our God is able to save rather by few or by many. In our life today, we, we always like eyes, and we want to know if they are the eyes in our favor. We want to know are the eyes are in our favor. You know, think about how people play the lottery and they buy more than one ticket. Why? They want the eyes in their favor. <laughs> we, we, we like the eyes in our favor. And so when the eyes are in our favor, we have a better chance of winning. But Jonathan realized that the odds were not in his favor, but yet he had something that they Philistines did not have. What was that? A relationship with God. When he says these Philistines or these pagans or something, they say uncircumcised, what he's pointing out that since they're not circumcised, they are not in a covenant relationship with God. And can I help somebody out that if you don't know that if you are in a covenant relationship with God, that means you're special. That means you're a VIP. That you are a very important person to him. And that you are a superstar. You are a shining star. You are everything in a, in a bag of chips to God. That's how much he loves you. And when you realize that, then you're not worried about anything. Jonathan realized that the eyes are not in my body. I got the faith to move because my God can move on my behalf. And once he realized that, it moved him to take his armor bearer and say, we got to go. Yeah. And there's times in our lives that we got to move when it's time to move. You can't wait to see is the weather right, <laughs> is the horizon right, but we just got to move. Because sometimes if we wait too late, we're going to miss out on everything. You know how, how it is definitely now this season of, of the springtime and you want to cut the grass but it's too hot on that day? And so you say, I'll, I'll wait for another day. And the next day a downpour of rain comes. Now the grass is taller than it should have been. Now it takes you longer to cut the grass. But if you had cut on that hot day, you would have been good. But we waited now. We got to suffer the consequence. But when we move at the right time, it's amazing how things move smoothly. Jonathan realized this was the time to move. I don't have time to wait on my dad. I don't have time to count the armor. I'm going to move now. Come on, armor bear. Armor bear, say, hey, I'm with you. And look what he's, he's speaking to his armor bear. He's preaching a beautiful message to his armor bear. He said, hey, my God is able to save rather many or by few. And perhaps he might do this. He says this, I believe my God can do it. 
I know my God is able and I trust my God to do it, but yeah, I'm going to wait to see if he's going to do it. But he says, I will move anyhow. We too need to learn how to move anyhow, that we don't have to see the outcome. We just got to move anyhow and trust God for the outcome. When we have the faith to move, because sometimes we don't move because we don't see what we want to see. So we stay right there. But we walk by faith, not by sight. So I will move anyhow, believing and trusting that my God will make a way somehow. And so when Jonathan realized that my God can make a way somehow, he can make, he can make something out of nothing. He's the only one that can do that. I know we talk about MacGyver, but yeah, he has something. He'll take a paper clip and he has something, but our God can make something out of nothing. And so Jonathan realized that he, he don't have nothing now. He got at least a few. He got at least a few. And he's able to say. And I'm going to highlight this. In his faith to move, he realized who the glory belongs to. The glory belongs to who? God. So he realized that if I'm going to win this victory, if I'm going to win this battle, it's going to be because God has given it to us. Can I help somebody out to realize that every victory you have in your life is not because of you? You better give God the glory. You made it one more year, you made it one more day, you better give God the glory because you know it's been by his grace, it's been by his mercy, it's been because he's a just and a righteous God that we are in the position that we are in. Sometimes we allow people to build us up thinking that we've done something, but yet I, I guarantee that if God takes everything away from where the people are going to be. But when we know that it's God and he's responsible, it's amazing, it's amazing how things sustain. Because the deacon talked about it in chapter 13, Saul messed up. And when he messed up, he found out what could have been. What could have been your throne, your children could have been on and you could have reigned forever. That's what could have happened. But God's now finds somebody after his own heart. And Saul, that's not you. It could have been you. But your heart was not in the right place. And so we too need to realize that when we, it's time for us to move, we need to trust God, not trust ourselves, and look to give him the glory and wait on him. Which means to the second part, have the faith to wait. But I move too fast. Let me jump back. I want to highlight about this armor bearer. This armor bearer is, 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 a, is beautiful because we don't know his name. We just know he's an armor bearer. But we know that he's trustworthy. Many of us who are our leaders would love to have this armor bearer. Many of us who are uh, 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 our followers probably don't get it and you know, don't, don't understand, but yet every good leader has a good follower, and every good leader is also a good follower. This armor bearer learned how to follow his leader. He says, I will go with you as you desire. He didn't say, we need to wait, we need to get some more help. I don't think it's a good idea, but he didn't, he didn't do any of that. He said, it's a good idea. He didn't, have to, he didn't have to acknowledge the idea. He just says, look, I'll do according to your desire. Because the armor bearer understood his position. His armor bearer was to be there for the warrior. He said, I'm here to trust you and follow you and do that. And look what we can learn from this armor bearer. This armor bearer did not question his leader, did not doubt him. He says, I will be with you by your side and trust in you. How much more do we need to be like that with God? Not question him, not doubt him, not trying to find another way to get it done. But say, Lord, if this is how you want it to be done, thy will be done. And so how much more so we can look at this armor bearer as we look at Jonathan and realize it's my relationship in such a way with God or with others that I can hear them and I can trust them and I can follow after them or do I always question them 
and doubt them, second guess them. Because, think about it, how would Jonathan feel comfortable having an armor bearer he did not trust? But we don't see that in this relationship. We see someone that's faithful, that's trustworthy, that's believable. Y'all see how all those words come together? That when we think about what faith is, faith is somebody you can believe and trust in. That is someone that we want to have. And that's what Jonathan has with his armor bearer. And his armor bearer puts all his faith and his trust, even his life, in Jonathan. Because if Jonathan gets killed, what's going to happen to the armor bearer? He's going to die too. So you're ready. Hey, hey, this is what you want to do? Hey, let's go. I'm willing to die. I'm willing to fight by your side. I'm willing to live by your side. And so we see now they're ready to move. They're ready to trust God to give them deliverance. They're ready to move, realizing that they don't have all the army behind them, but they might see a great host against them. But they realize that Jonathan says to his armor bearer that my God, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps he might deliver us. I'm trying to get to faith in the way, but I'm still on this first point, so I might have to continue on next Sunday. But y'all know me. I, I, I'll try to keep it short. But here it is. When I, I think about Jonathan saying perhaps, it, it reminds me of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went to the king. The king said, who can save us? They said, our God is able, even if he does not. You can see that they had the faith and the belief that, tr that God was able, and they trust that God was able. But they left it up open to God and said, if he will, and will he not. But that does not change who he is. Can I encourage somebody today that just because God does not do what you think he's able to do does not change who he is? Sarah, Meshach, and Abednego, if they got burned up in the fire, did not change who God was. He was still who he is. And so they realized that and they understood that and they said, hey, God, if you don't save us, that's all right, but we're not going to bow down to this grave. And Jonathan told to his armor bearer, perhaps he will or perhaps he won't, but we're moving anyhow. So we too need to realize that God may not do what we think he ought to do, but we need to move trusting him anyhow. And then once we move, tell your neighbor, you need to have the faith to wait. Because look what he says in verses 7 through 10. It says, do what you think is best, the armor bearer replied. I am with you completely, whatever you decide. All right then, Jonathan told him, we will cross over and let them see us. If they say to us, stay where you are or... Or will kill you, then we will stop and not go up to them. But if they say, come on up and fight, then we will go up. That will be the Lord's sign that he will help us defeat them. And so here it is. He had the faith to wait. Look at this. He's waiting for a sign from God. He's saying, look here. All right, armor bearer, now you're down with me. Now you're ready to go. Cool. I'll give you more instructions. This is what we're going to do. We're going to wait. We're going to reveal ourselves. He said, first we're going to reveal ourselves to them, right? We're going to reveal ourselves to them. We're going to wait. If they say, stay right there, we're going to kill you, then we're going to stay right here. If they say, come on up, well, we're going to teach you a lesson. We're going to go on up. And if they say that, then we know that God has given us the victory. Now, 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 do y'all catch that? He says without a shadow of a doubt, he knows if this is their answer, we know God has given us the victory. I look at this. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, God, can you speak to me this way? Anybody want to feel that way? <laughs> God, can you show me some clear victories in my life? Can you just let me know when somebody says this, I know exactly what's going to happen? I'm still waiting for those moments. <laughs> I've, I've had some times that God has made it clear 
definitely clear to me or what I should have done, but I've never had a sign like that. I I, I want to have a sign like Gideon. Everybody have that Gideon sign like, Lord, uh, make this thing like this, and I know that was you. And, and, and so John, it was at the time that he realized that, my God, if you move in this direction, I know that clearly it is you, and we will go and face the enemy, knowing that you will give us the victory. What I want to highlight to us, and when you have the faith to wait, you are waiting on God to do what only he can do. People have that saying, you might have heard that saying. You know, pray like it all depends on God and work like it all depends on you. And, and, and so much so that that's what's happened now. Jonathan prayed and knows it's all on God. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do the best that I can. We need to realize that, yes, God is able to give us a victory, but it does not tell us not to do the best that we can. Jonathan still had to work for that victory. Because keep on reading. You see how he had to climb up these sharp rocks? So he's climbing up these sharp rocks with his armor bearer, carrying a sword, probably, possibly a shield, and who else? He might have some bows and some arrows. Because if you don't know, Jonathan was a good marksmanship. I lost somebody. Uh, uh, if you know David, little boy David, he became king. He, had a, he, had a, he, had a, he knew a boy named Jonathan that was a great marksman. This same Jonathan that saw son that could shoot arrows and tell him like nobody could. That's the same guy. All right, y'all with me now? So you know he's a good marksman. So he probably has some bows and arrows too. I've, I haven't climbed up anything but a ladder. And I don't carry anything when I climb up a ladder. They're climbing up rocks, a hillside. They could fall down on more rocks, not grass. And they're climbing it up anyway. Realize I'm doing the work. And he tells his armor bearer, stay right behind me. Stay right behind me because we're going to go to them. They have the faith to wait. And look what happens there. When the Philistines saw them coming. Y'all with me? Verse 11. They shouted, look. The Hebrews are crawling out of their holes. Then the men from the outpost shouted, come on up here. We'll teach you a lesson. Come on, climb right behind me, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, for the Lord will help us defeat. You see that? He said, look, so you see how he waited. He says, we will reveal ourselves to them. You don't have to be scared of the enemy. I lost somebody. Y'all look at me kind of funny. You don't have to be scared of the enemy. Jonathan told his armor bearer, we're not going to sneak up on them. We're not going to try to surprise them. We're going to reveal ourselves to them because we're waiting for the Lord to move. And so as they're waiting for the Lord to move, who knows how long it took for them to wait there. And as they were standing out, exposed, vulnerable, vulnerable they could have got shot down, vulnerable. But, they, but the enemy was so proud and boasted, come on, fight us. You ain't no good. That's when John said, oh, I know we got enough because God's going to deliver us. And so they climbed up. And so look, he had the faith. He had the faith to move. He had the faith to wait. Now he has the faith to step out. Look at how he's stepping out now. He is stepping out, outmanned. It says that he killed roughly 20 people. Those are good odds. Those are not good odds. That's one for 10 people. <laughs> That's, think about anybody ever play any game? And, and, and whether it be baseball, football, basketball, and you are playing with less men than required, it's not, it's not easy to win. 
They were outnumbered. But yet Jonathan stepped out and said, I trust that my God is going to give us the victory. So when Jonathan came before them, what helped? What happened? They fell. Not, not while he was down there, not while he was climbing, but when he came up to face the enemy, they failed. He had the faith to step out. And once he took the faith to step out, he saw God moving in a miraculous, tremendous, wonderful way that he's never seen before. Matter of fact, it says it shook the earth and the whole camps came into confusion because one person decided to leave his camp to go face the enemy's camp. Then the whole enemy's camp got crazy and got crazy so loud that Saul started hearing this, this, this noise. So now Saul's getting scared. Okay, what's going on? Number, who's missing? Your son's missing. What? All right, get the ephod, get the all. Oh, we got to find out. I got I to gotta talk to God and find out should I go out and fight. Instead, it got louder. He said, I ain't got time for this. Let's go. You see, Jonathan gets up. They fall down, and it says the armor bearer comes up behind him, and he is taking them down, killing them. So, but this is my mind imagination. I like action movies. So I can see, I can see, boy, Jonathan, boy, he's just rough. He doing, he doing some hand-to-hand combat. Ba ba bam, ba ba bam. People just falling down. All my best say, got him, <laughs> got him. <laughs> you a bad boy, Jonathan. You a bad boy. Jonathan is is moving. It says roughly in a half of an acre. Really, half of an acre. That's that that that's basically he was covering up this design's whole lot. He was getting busy. He saw the army and said, I'm going to go from corner to corner, post to post. I'm going to take them down. And so Jonathan's doing the best he can, showing his skill and fighting, beating up the enemy. The armor bearer is killing them. And then the camp are scared. And look, Saul sees it, and they go after. And it says, verse 21, and the Lord gave Israel a great victory that day. All because Jonathan had the faith to move. He had the faith to wait. And he had the faith to step out. Now, how does this apply to us? Many times in our lives, we have become paralyzed because of fear, because of doubt, because the odds were not in our favor. But I want to encourage you, don't let that stop you from moving. Because you just realize if God can give Jonathan victory, he can give you victory. And so you need to go ahead and do the work that needs to be done. You, and you're probably saying to yourself, what work do I need to be done? The work you're not doing. Because oftentimes in our life, it, correct me if I'm wrong, you know what you ought to do, but you just don't do it. And the reason why we don't do it, because it takes too much effort. It might put us in a vulnerable position. It might put us in a position to fail. Isn't that what happened to Jonathan? Put him in a vulnerable position. In a position to fail, and it was not coming, but he did it anyway. We too need to realize that I need to go ahead and do it anyway, realize that my God is able to make the difference. So I need to go ahead and move in my life. That I need to learn how to be more forgiving, more loving, more caring, and depending on God, not worrying about what other people are going to say about me. Can I, can I tell you a little secret? If you don't know it already, they're already talking about you anyway. So you're not going to change what they're talking about. They're already talking about you. And so if they're already talking about you, you might as well give them something to talk about. 
So no, you're going to talk about me, but so no, you're going to say he must have been good. She must have been the good. Because so that everybody likes, likes them. And so you have the faith to move. Then you have the faith to wait, realizing that while you're working and trying to work it out, God has already planned it out. Do you understand that Jonathan was ready to move, but God was already ready to give Israel the victory because he's in covenant relation with them to defend them from all their enemies? So God was already going to give them the victory, but he gave them a miraculous victory through two people. And then, after he had the faith to step out, this is what we too need to realize is that no matter how big and how rough and how hard it may seem, that we still have our God that can save us too, whether it be many or whether it be few. That he can give us victory, he can deliver us and help us to do it. Now, can I show you how also this, this what this means to how it's similar to it that reminds me of, think about how Jonathan, now, Jonathan, remember I said that his dad did not know he left the camp. His dad now finds out he did leave the camp. Now they go and fight, but his dad, now Saul, Saul gets a bad rap, but Saul's really not that bad of a king. He just makes some bad decisions. Two different things. Because <laughs> he was a righteous king, he was a pious king, he honored God. He made a vow. He was so happy they won, he made a rash vow, we're going to fast today. Jonathan still had his victory far away, coming back. And since they had a great victory, they were not around some honey. And he said he dipped his staff into the honeycomb, and his countenance uplifted. He was feeling better. And then Saul goes searching God, and God is, is not answering Saul's prayer. Saul's getting upset. Okay, God, why are you not answering prayer? Somebody must have sinned. So now he's trying to find out who sinned. So he had all of Israel come out, and God separated Israel from Saul and Jonathan. So all of Jonathan, one side, Israel, one side. Okay, Israel's innocent. Okay, God, judge between us. Who's going on? They cast lots. It fell on Jonathan. Jonathan so, God, so now Saul sees Jonathan, the light of God, as the one who did something evil before God. So Saul asked his son, son, what have you done? And basically, this is my rough translation. Dad, you made a foolish vow of how we should not eat, and we are starving and hungry, just having great victory. We need to eat, and I ate of the honey. Now Saul realized what has happened, says, because I'm a righteous man, I made a vow. Help me this day if nothing happens, but you must die. Because anybody breaks his vow must die. So Saul is about to keep his vow he made to God to kill his son. But then the people stepped in. The people says, oh, Saul, how be you going to kill Jonathan who just gave us this great victory? Because you made a foolish vow. And look what happened. Mercy intervened. Now you say, how does it relate to us? Jonathan saved the people because he fought the Philistines. He fought their enemies. And he was between them, between them and defeat. And Jonathan, which means Means, it shows us here that Jonathan stepped in to save the people. Look what happened. The people then saved Jonathan. Y'all see that? And what I want to highlight this, Jonathan means Yahweh gave. And yes, so, so when we think of faith, when we think of Jonathan and how he stepped on the face of the enemy of Israel, there's also a demonstration of faith by Jonathan brings to mind the act in the Bible of Jesus Christ. Yahweh, Jonathan means Yahweh gave. And because Jonathan, check this out, Jonathan gave his life, the people stepped in, in, in on his behalf. 
on Saul. And look how Yahweh gave. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And his son, what? Jesus died for us, faced our enemy, and defeated our enemy so that we might have what? Have life. And so just as Jonathan saved the people's life, are you willing to stand in the gap? And tell somebody else about Jesus. And tell them how he saved your life. And not let them degrade him and put him down as if he is nobody. But let them know, no, he is who has saved me. Because you see, if you look in the text, the people allow Saul to remember, he is the one who saved us. How are you going to kill him? We have people in this world today who do not believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and has saved your life. And they use his name in vain. They degrade him. They talk bad about him. And we stand by and we chuckle and laugh. But yet we have the faith to step out and let them know that my God is mighty to save. And he can even save you. He can change this whole situation in your life. He can help bring peace into your broken home. He can bring healing to your broken body and to your broken heart. We know he's a mind fixture and a heart regulator. We know our God can do amazing things. And so when you think about this, that Jonathan was able to step out by faith and he was able to redeem the people and the people realized what, what Jonathan did for them. They want to show their love back to them. Can you not think about what Jesus has done for you? How do you want to show your love back to him? Show him that you love him and that you want others to know how much you love him and that we will trust him and follow after him just as Jonathan's armor bearer followed after him, may we follow after the Lord right by him, right by his side, following his every step, following his every lead, knowing that God will lead us into victory because the armor bearer followed Jonathan and the enemy was fell before him. Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? Though my enemies... They camp around me. They will what? Stumble and fall. Now until he was able to present us fathers before him with a seed in joy and keep us from falling. He'll make our enemies fall, but he'll keep us from falling. Isn't that an awesome God? And so we need to take to have the faith to move, the faith to wait. And the faith to step out, knowing that our God will give us the victory, our God will see us through, and our God is more than able to save us, whether he has great or whether he has few. Every head bowed, every eyes closed, let's turn to the Lord for a word of prayer. Father, we come, our grateful, Lord God, that you save us, that you have redeemed us, and you call us your own. Father, Lord, we ask right now, God, that you look upon our hearts. <clears throat> Help us, Lord, Father, better trust you, that we live a life, Lord, that's holy and pleasing unto you right now, God. Lord, there might be someone here who does not know Jesus, who has not confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Lord, we pray right now that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart and receive them, Lord, on today. Lord, we're praying that if there's someone here who does not have a place of fellowship and Zion is that place you want them to be, Lord, we pray that you lead them here and they take the faith to move, oh God. And Lord, we pray that if they come forward, God, that you will help us continue to be the brothers and sisters of Christ to them, oh God, and love on them and encourage them and be there for them as they will be there for us as we serve this awesome community together, showing the great love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord, for you have blessed us and given us great faith that we can place in you who will never fail us, who will never forsake us. 
who will never leave us, but is mighty to save and is able to save and willing to save because you love us that much. For that, Lord, we are grateful. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. May we stand and send this hand of the disciple that you do not know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Today, you invited him to come into y'all. We welcome you. Or you want to know more about Jesus, we welcome you here in this place. You don't have a church home. We welcome you here in this place. If you are looking for a church home and Zion is not that place, we pray that we can help you find that place where you can be a disciple, where you can grow and be the awesome child of God that he calls you to be. If you can join in, Zion, we sing the hymn, Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. We welcome you here today. Is it someone today?